much for joining us today on episode number 178 of the Real Life Runners podcast. It's all about goal setting today. We're going to be taking a look back at 2020 and letting you guys in on a little bit of what we should be thinking about, how we should evaluate last year, and then look ahead to 2021 and think about what we want next year to look like. It's an important thing to do if we want to get better. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so goal setting in the new year. Everybody loves setting goals and making resolutions. It's January. You got a goal set, right? Got a goal set, right? But what we want to talk about today is something a little bit different. We want to put a little bit of a different spin on goal setting because... We want you guys to be able to set goals that actually mean something to you so that you'll actually stick with them throughout the year. That's a crazy idea. Goals that mean something and the desire to pursue them beyond the first week. (laughs) I think that it's, you know, everybody thinks it's a good idea to set goals, right? But I think that a lot of us just kind of get frozen. I know that this is definitely used to be me. Like, oh, I don't make New Year's resolutions because I don't think that, you know, the time on the clock should make a difference. And that's true. That's true. I I I do believe that. Like, I personally believe, like, if there's a change that I want to make in my life, I'm going to do it now. I'm not going to wait till the year um, or, you know, some date. If you are going to do it, you're going to do it with that accent? Maybe. (laughs) Okay, perfect. (laughs) Because if we are going to do it, we're going to sound very, very fancy when we do it. So fancy. It made my New Year's resolutions. (laughs) But, like, you know, I still think that the New Year's just gives you a good opportunity, right, to kind of take a pause and look back on the past year and then look ahead and figure out what you want the next year to look like. How do you want it to be the same? How do you want it to be different? What went well last year? What didn't go so well? What can you learn from that so that you can move forward in a better way? See, right there, you kind of illustrate that it's more of a complicated process than it sounds. It's not really like while you're hanging out and watching a ball drop on New Year's because no one's really partying. We're just all watching that like awkward celebration in New York where there was like no one on the street and Seacrest kept showing up. It was it was weird. Um, but that's not the time to make the resolution. It's not yeah. like, oh, shoot, it's 11.45. I should really come up with a resolution right now. Mm-hmm. You're not. I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to hang on for this resolution for at least 24 hours before I completely forget about it. Like, right. You need to actually take some time and evaluate, looking back, looking forward, find a goal that really matters. Well, I think that this is one of the reasons that a lot of people don't do it correctly, like because they don't want to put in all that time and effort, so they just pick a resolution, which is why a lot of the resolutions sound the same like I want to lose weight I want to run a marathon I want to do these things that I can check off my list because other people have done them and have gotten really good results and so I'm going to do that too but like unless you actually want to do that thing unless it actually means something to you the likelihood of you sticking with it is very little. Yeah, I mean, if if you're doing it to check a box because somebody else checked a box, I mean, you're already making a resolution as as a comparison to somebody else, and yeah. that's it's usually not the most motivation you can come up with. Right. So goals are not de- designed to just be created and then never looked at again. Right. Like these are guideposts. We should be using these as guideposts for our year because if we set a goal in the beginning of the year and then say we get a couple months in and we're like we should be evaluating 
reevaluating constantly, you know, are, am I on track for that goal? You have to kind of, when you do set these goals, you need to know approximately how long they're going to take and then set yourself up with checkpoints along the way. You know, every 30 days is great. We like to break the year down into chunks, right? So we like to break it down basically into quarters, like in a 90 day chunk, because that's more digestible. And then we take that 90 day chunk and then we break that down into a 30 day period to even get more specific, right? Because basically when you make a goal, when you create a goal, you want to start off with the bigger vision and that bigger vision needs to have kind of a a blurrier timeline, right? A blurrier timeline is a great Yeah, like I, I like the way that someone, um, I was on a coaching call recently and the way that this person explained it was, was great. It was like the further out the goal is, the blurrier it needs to be. Like you need to have a vision of where you're going, but it's like you're looking at something really far away in the distance. And then the closer you get, so the, the closer that timeline gets to you, then it needs to become more detailed, right? Because you keep breaking it down. But you need to have that blurry vision of where you're going so that you know if you're on the right track to get there. Right. The vision out there, I mean, you can provide some some detail to it, but when you get there, it might not look exactly like the details that you envisioned because the timeline is, is so long. So it's like, oh, no, this is exactly what it's going to be like when I get there. Eh, maybe not, but at least you know roughly where you're heading. Right. And since it's so far off, as you get closer and closer to that thing, you have a couple options. One, the details come into clarity, or you keep pushing a bigger vision farther out, and that big vision that used to be so far out now kind of keeps creeping closer and closer and mm -hmm. gets more and more details to it. Right, and the interesting thing is, though, you know, I think that sometimes that can happen when that blurrier vision, you know, that way out there kind of goal, when the timeline starts to get closer, you can continue to push it off, right? And that's not always a good strategy, right? Because like, it's like basically what that tells you, it's like if you're getting closer to it and you can see that you're not really on track to hit that goal and you're like, oh, well, you know, I could just push it back another year. I could just push it back another six months. Then you're just constantly pushing things back. Like you need to use that as a guidepost that, to reevaluate like, A, did I make the goal un, like unachievable or too big? Do I need to revise that goal? Or am I not doing the things along the way to actually get me to that goal? Am I procrastinating? Am I putting things off? Am I not actually doing the things that will allow me to achieve that goal? Right. So this is really the, the, the big goal out there provides a guidepost. It, it helps give us direction when we feel like we may be a little lost. We may have slipped off track. Like, ooh, I... I know that there was a goal and I'm definitely not progressing towards it now. Why don't I find that, that guidepost and be able to head in the correct direction? Maybe our, our goal from last year was very centered on hitting certain race times and suddenly all races disappear. Mm -hmm. Like that guidepost is still out there that your goal had a number attached to it. That's where the blurriness comes in because really you had a distance and you wanted to run it really fast, maybe faster than you had before. You wanted to push yourself over that distance. And that aspect of it still came into existence. It was just virtual. It had a different setting to it. You were your own aid station. Like it was a different feeling, but you still could say, yes, I, I did that goal mm -hmm. because I still ran the distance. I raced the distance and I felt accomplished doing that. Right. So when we look back, okay, so before you set your goals, we encourage you to take a pause and look back at last year. Maybe you set goals in 2020. Maybe you didn't. That's fine. Either way, 
look back and kind of figure out like what were my wins on the year? What were my losses on the year? Quote unquote wins, quote unquote losses, right? Like what were those things that went well and that I was really happy about and what things maybe didn't go the way that I had hoped. And I know that there's a lot of people that probably have a long list of that in, in from 2020, right? But also take the time to think about the lesson that you learned from each of those things, from both the wins and the losses. Because by understanding what that lesson is, that's going to help you moving forward. Like, why did this thing happen? What did I need to learn from it? Take the time to reflect back on that and write it down. Like when you write it down, it becomes so much more powerful. So I really encourage you all to write this stuff down, okay? Write out your wins, write out your losses, and for every single one of those things, write out something that you learn that you can take with you. And and really highlight both wins and losses here. Like, a lot of people look back and they're like, oh, I didn't get that and I didn't get that and I didn't get that. I'm such a loser. And they just, they drive down this negative thing. But if you have like a decent list of goals, several things that you're looking to get to, there's going to be wins on there. And a lot of times we kind of brush past the wins, even when they first happen. Like when we achieve them, we're like, yeah, I got that, but, and we put like this second thing on it. When you're going back over looking at your goals and your wins and losses, did you actually take the time to celebrate the wins? Right. Like, yes, it's super important that you are gaining the lessons from the losses because it's it's a lot easier to gain the lessons from things that you didn't quite reach and say, oh, mm-hmm. well, what can I gain from that? There's lessons to be gained from the, the wins, you know, the quote unquote wins, but there's also celebration to be had. Yeah. And you could say there's celebration to be had in the losses also because that's where you learn the best lesson. But you also just want to make sure that you are, in fact, celebrating some of these wins of the accomplishments that you did achieve over the course of the year. Absolutely. You know, I was having this conversation with one of our team members the other day, and she was kind of talking about, she kept focusing on a lot of the negative things. And I was like, okay, let's just take a step back, you know, to when you joined the team, you know, six months ago or whatever it was. Think about where you were then and think about where you were now and how does your life look different? What have you achieved over that period of time? Like you are now a consistent runner. You're out there running for yourself. You've, you know, your self-esteem and your self-confidence have improved. Like, and I started listing things to her and, and like she obviously had even more than that that she could list to me because there's things that I didn't even know about, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, So we're like, well, I'm not where I want to be yet. And it's like, of course you're not. Like running is a lifelong journey. Like you're not supposed to be where you want to be yet, right? And this is why the goals are just those guideposts along the way. So take time to look back. Who was I in 2020, like in January of 2020? And who am I today? And how are those two people different? Like what have I achieved? How have I grown since then? What has this past year taught me that I can take forward? Right, because you don't have to go through and achieve all the goals in order to call the year a success. Right. Like you can gain all sorts of stuff. And this is why the whole idea of like stating your goal out loud, people get nervous about this. Like, oh, I don't want to tell people my goal. They they might, you know, they might laugh at me or they might come back in December and check to see if I got it. Who cares? Yeah. Like this, this is all just worried about somebody else's judgment. You also don't need to judge yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh man, well, I didn't get this goal or that goal. Celebrate the wins. Don't just dwell on the losses. Look at them, you know, make sure that you go back and look at the things that you didn't achieve and figure out why figure out if there was something that needs to be changed or maybe you just stopped aiming towards a goal partway through the year because it stopped mattering for you yeah you know, that's, and that's okay. Thing. And that's okay too, right? Like you're allowed to change your priorities. You're allowed to change where you want to focus on. 
just understand if you did that deliberately or if you did that because you just kind of gave up along the way. Like, yes. I think like, this is a really important thing too. It's like, was that a deliberate and conscious choice? Like, you know what? Like, yeah, I did set that goal, but it's okay for me to let go of that because that's no longer important to me. Instead, I'm going to shift my attention to something else. That is totally okay. But if you are just going to let yourself off the hook and be like, well, you know, like I didn't really achieve it, but it's, it's because you didn't do the thing. Like, that's why you didn't achieve it. Like, look at that. Like, why didn't you do the thing? Was it because the goal didn't mean enough to you? Or did you just let yourself off the hook and give yourself plenty of excuses along the way and take those excuses, right? Like, those are failing. That's failing ahead of time, right? When you don't take the steps to it, you're failing ahead of time. Yeah, like, you know the actions that you need to take. The actions started getting difficult, especially as you got, like, closer. They're always going to get difficult. <laughs> if, if your goal is big, the actions are going to be difficult. Like, that's kind of how it works. Newsflash. Like, that's what <laughs> goals are supposed to be for. Like, goals are supposed to challenge you out of your comfort zone. And your body, your brain is not a fan of discomfort. Like, our brain's job is to keep us alive survival that's it and so anytime that we get pushed out of our comfort zone your brain's like nope this you know red alert red alert like there's a threat here so i need to stop i need to like tell you all the messages and all the reasons that you shouldn't be doing this thing so that you can go back on the couch and sit down and watch netflix because we're safe here right because it's, it's all a fear like as soon as you start doing new things your brain's like whoa this is new this is different i don't know the outcome yeah. and if i don't know the outcome it's probably going to be a bad outcome it could be a threat to my survival right i may die because of this mm-hmm. thing like that's that's where it like, goes it, it seems like it seems like an exaggeration, right? Like that seems like your your brain's not really thinking that, but it actually is. Like your it, reptilian it, brain is right. Like, it's it's like your reptile brain. When you know, way way back when we're like all cavemen and women, and you heard a sound of like a snapping twig over in the bushes, you needed to actually think that that was some dangerous animal that was in fact going to come and eat you. Mm-hmm. Like that was the appropriate response. Now when you go off for a run and you're like, oh yeah, I got a side stitch, so maybe running's not for me. That's not the end of your running journey. Like it's it's a subtle sign that maybe you need to work on your breathing. Right. Or like if you start pushing at a pace that is uncomfortable, like in your body will start to have that response, right? Like you, you're releasing adrenaline. This is the fight or flight response. This is what's happening in your body right now. Your body is literally afraid that you're not going to survive, right? And so you have to overpower your brain time after time after time and show your brain that you're going to be just fine. We're going to keep doing this. It's going to be okay. But this is just part of the journey. This is how I get better. And the more times you show your brain, no, I can go out and run. I can do this lifting routine and I don't I don't get broken. My muscles didn't rip in half. Right. <laughs> they were micro tears. And then I, <laughs> I, I actually grew bigger muscles. Look at this. Um, that's, that's how it works. And you tell your brain, you show it the evidence over and over and over again that it's safe. It made it to the next day. It, it, you were able to go out and run. You were able to push the pace. You did stretch. You did sprints. You ran uphill really fast. Anything where your brain starts freaking out because the body is sending it all sorts of signals that say, ow, stop doing that. You're hurting us. You keep giving it evidence that you made it through that run and you're still here and the brain will stop screaming quite as quickly that you're killing me on the run. Quite as quickly or quite as loud. Loudly. Yeah. Like it's going to still be there. You're going to constantly have to overpower 
the, the your brain telling you to stop, right? That's that is always going to be there as a runner. It just is going to happen at a as at a faster pace, right? Or at a longer distance. Like maybe before you start that voice started coming up really loud at like the 20 to 30 minute mark and you've been doing it over and over again and now you can run for an hour so at the 20 and 30 minute mark that voice isn't really there anymore right but once you hit that hour or that 45 minute mark Mm -hmm. that voice is starting to get louder and you're like i've i know this voice i heard this voice 15 minutes before i used to hear this voice 15 minutes before (laughs) so if i just keep going i can keep pushing this voice back further and further right and you can see what all sorts of limits but i mean that voice shows up in more than running that voice shows up in all sorts of things we're trying to accomplish in our life Mm -hmm. of you try and venture into something new you know with family relationships at your job like whatever the scenario is you venture into something new and your brain pops up and goes this is new we're gonna get hurt and maybe that's we're gonna get embarrassed we're gonna get judged people are gonna tell us that we're not we're not smart enough to accomplish that goal like whatever it is something's going to affect us whether it's like a physical problem or it's affecting our ego and we just feel bad Mm -hmm. something is going to make us not feel right so we should stop doing that new thing because it's dangerous because it's new And just like running, you can just keep going through it and saying, nope, made it. I'm still here on the next day. Watch, watch this. I'm going to do it again. And I'm still going to be here on the next day. Yeah. And so I think that that's really what is important is that you need to be okay with discomfort. Anytime you set a goal, anytime you try to stretch further and do more than you all are already capable of or more than you've ever done before, your brain is going to send out warning signs and you're going to just say, that's okay. This feels uncomfortable and I'm going to still do it. I'm going to do it anyway. I mean, that uncomfortable probably means that your goal was actually big enough that you were stretching yourself. Yeah. I mean, that can be, that's one of the ways that I like to reframe things. Like when I start to feel that discomfort, that's one of the messages that I like to tell myself that this is a sign that I'm doing it correctly. Yeah. I mean, because if, if all of your goals are small, easily achievable things, like I would like to accomplish this over the course of the, of 2021, and you can knock it out in the first couple of weeks of January, that really wasn't that big of a goal. So it probably didn't bring up any sort of feelings of nervousness. Right. So what we want to do and put ourselves in a nice little vulnerable position here. Speaking of uncomfortable. Yeah. We're going to go back and reevaluate some of our 2020 goals and talk about how we think we did on this. And hopefully you guys can gain some insight and then figure out how this may apply to you. Yeah. So I copied and pasted these from a podcast from a year ago. And I'm not going to lie. I felt remarkably uncomfortable just clicking copy and paste. (laughs) Because I glanced through and I read them as they were coming over. I'm like, oh. That's going to be a lot to share back on that. But mm-hmm. I mean, the, the episode's still out there from, I don't know, 52-ish episodes ago. Yeah. So it's out there and it's it's, there. it's time to have a little discussion. All right. So I will start, okay, because I'm going to feel the discomfort and do it anyway, because that's what I do. That's what I do. So my goals for 2020 that you copy and pasted here from last year was, number one, keep getting faster. And number two, run a Ragnar. Okay. I did neither. <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. Okay, so first let's talk about keep getting faster, okay? Because keep getting faster is a terrible goal. Like like that goal, I think, you know, I was there 
back then and I just didn't want to commit to something because I wasn't sure. Like I had, 2019 was a great running year for me. I PR'd in every single distance. I was going to say, I remember the goal. Like obviously this is, this is the outline that I typed in here. So your goal was more specific than that. Was it? Like I I think, I think I might need to go back and listen to the episode to actually see what I said. I remember the discussion of the goal was I PR'd at all of my distances. Mm -hmm. I would like to do that again in 2020. I think was your goal. That's probably, that was probably my goal, you know, and, and, looking back turns out I didn't run a race in 2020 (laughs) like shucks you know what I mean like that's crazy right like I did I had some set up and then of course early in the year things started getting canceled we didn't know what was going on and you know I did things to challenge myself along the way for sure um but I did not PR at all last year you didn't have a February race and then races disappeared right I was supposed to run Nashville in April right that was um a half marathon I was going to do, but that I wasn't going to go for a PR on that one anyway. I was just doing that one for fun. So I was, but I, so I think that this is a, I want to highlight how poor this goal was basically (laughs) because like it basically just, I let myself off the hook early, right? Keep getting faster. Like, but that there was no specifics to it. Like I wasn't like, okay, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to focus on my 5k speed first. You know, I, I was planning on doing the 5k towards the end of the year, like with our school race that we always do. Like yes. I would I would have liked to have PR'd there, but of course it didn't happen. But, you know, the way that the year went, it was just an easy way to let myself off the hook. I kept running. I was super consistent. And I actually had the highest mileage I've ever run in any given year. So that was a really big win for me. But it wasn't like a planned thing. Like it's, it's what happened. Um, so that was, you know, definitely a win for me when I look back on 2020. Um, are we doing that? Yeah, no, we're good. We're on point here. We're on point here. Okay. But yeah, so like when I look back of, of getting faster, right, I didn't actually test myself. Um, along the way. So you achieved something major, but you never actually formally said, all right, my goal was to get faster, races all disappeared, and then... I'm still going to train for something. But you also didn't formally pivot and say, okay, I'm not going to worry about getting faster, I'm going to worry about consistency, and this is going to be my highest mileage year ever. It's what it turned out to be, but I don't think that that was ever stated as, this is the goal now for 2020. No, I don't think I ever did state that as a goal. Um, That makes, you make a good point there. I think that um, I definitely shifted. I understood that like with no races on the calendar, I was going to going to challenge myself in different ways. So I did maintain my mileage. I maintained like wonderful consistency. Um, I did a couple challenges. Like I did one day, um, I think that was in April, um, where I ran one mile every hour. So I ran, I ran a half marathon. Oh yeah. That was this year. Yeah. That was, so that was pretty fun. You know, so there was like different ways I know there there was a lot of people that did like the Yeti challenge, right. Where they ran like 30 miles over the course of 24 hours, like every four hours or something like that. Like there was definitely like different ways that people chose to challenge themselves. And so, you know, I did do that. Um, I, I maintained great consistency. I hit my highest mileage ever. Um, and really I focused a lot on more of my business goals than my running goals. That's really where a lot of my focus went when things kind of went up in the air. So you lost the, the speed goal. You maintained amazing consistency while flipping predominantly over towards business ended goals. Right, right. And then, you know, Ragnar, obviously all those got canceled. So, I mean, that was, that was a legitimate goal. Like your goal, you've, you've wanted that for a few years. Mm -hmm. You were going to participate in a big Ragnar relay. That was exciting. That was beyond your control that it disappeared. Right, 
Right. So, um, but like I said, I think that, you know, looking forward, we're going to look forward to our goals for this year um, in a little bit here. And I think that I need to be more specific when it comes to my goals for this year, if I'm going to actually get on track to achieve them and actually make a plan and actually do what I need to do to make sure that they happen or at least have a fighting chance at them happening. There you go. Right. Because I just ran a half marathon at the beginning of the year for our run, run your life challenge and shout out to all of those challengers out there for participating in the run your life challenge. It was such a success and we raised a lot of money for the girls got to run foundation. And, um, it was just so great. It was so much fun seeing everybody all around the world, like posting their medals and their time and challenging themselves and hitting amazing PRs, um, especially those of you on our training team. Like the people that are on our training team just were hitting crazy, crazy good PRs, ta- crazy PRs mm-hmm. um, with that and all virtual, which was amazing. <laughs> which like is it fun. was so much fun to see that. Um, so, yeah, so for 2020, I think that uh, number one, my takeaway is set better goals. Um, and then number two, like it needs to be more specific, but I'm also looking back on the year. I am happy with the achievements that I did. Awesome. Have. Yeah. All right. So 2020, my goals, I, I tried to put structure to the year. That was honestly one of my goals was to have some structure to the year. Mm-hmm. And then 2020 happened. Right. So that kind of took away a lot of my structure, but the plan was, um, coming off of a marathon in January to then actually appropriately recover from that without just not running at all. And then work on speed to try and hit a 5k PR in the spring as I would end up running like a lot of stuff with like the, the track team. So I'd be doing a lot of speed on the track with them, make sure that I'm keeping a really strong strength foundation so that I, I avoid any sort of injury, build up a huge mileage base over the summer and key on in another marathon for the fall. That was really my, my aim. Mm-hmm. And then races disappeared. Right. There was not really a shot for a spring PR. Even like the spring was just awkward with having a, a new coach on the track team with me. And my whole January and February running just didn't get much. Yeah, your recover from marathon. I like, keyed in on that. Man, I crushed that goal, recover from marathon. I would argue that you didn't, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would argue that because like, your, your training was so haphazard. Yeah. In, in those months, and I know that, like, you and I have talked about this over the last couple of weeks as we've been kind of evaluating last year and stuff, and you're like, man, January and February just killed me because you were just floating. Like, yes. you didn't have that structure that you said you wanted. Right. I, uh, I, and I think a lot of that was because of track and some other things going on with school, but... Yeah, I mean, you can always come up with, like, a so so-called valid excuse for why I, of I fell off of whatever the goal was and I mean there was some reasoning behind it but my goal really was to like appropriately recover from the marathon not jump back into it the next Monday not you know just float for a couple of months but find that middle ground where I recover over the course of a couple of weeks and then I get back into a training load and I didn't I literally just floated for January and February mm. with some runs here and there and then a couple of off days because eh, I'm still in recovery so I'm just going to take an off day here and I, I was telling myself that I was just listening to my body, but I wasn't. I was just really running here or there and, and at whatever distance I felt like doing on that day. Yeah. So um, numbers-wise, if you look at the mileage of, of January, it looks like I followed a recovery plan, but if you look at the details, I, I totally didn't. 
um, and then bringing on speed to a spring five or a spring PR in the 5K. I did actively go after that once we went on like quarantine lockdown and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to go reference back to the previous thing where I stopped aiming for that goal because I realized it just didn't matter to me Mm. because the training that I was going to have to go through, I went through some like mental stuff of why I really wanted the 5k PR and I realized that I, I didn't. Like, I thought I did. I really thought I did. And I know the workouts that I would have to go through to try and actually achieve the thing. And the 5K PR just wasn't worth it for me. Mm -hmm. So I directly said, I don't want to go down that path anymore. And I I stopped. Mm -hmm. Like, I worked on some speed, but I have no idea, no chance of hitting a 5K PR. Mm -hmm. So I, like, I purposely stopped doing that one yeah so that was positive okay and and you're good with that and i'm totally okay with that like i'm looking back right now and i'm like man that's not going to be my plan for this year either like i'm i'm good that my 5k pr is what it is i wish that it was eight seconds faster but it's not (laughs) so oh well i think that you could hit it oh that just sounds so painful well i mean yeah (laughs) 5ks are painful but okay so then what about the rest of the year um, okay. And the rest of your goals here. So once sort of races stopped coming into existence, my whole idea of spring 5K and then build the base and then run a marathon in the fall, uh, marathons in the fall were just clearly not going to happen. So I transitioned. I started seeing people doing all sorts of cool things. You know, you mentioned different relays and Yeti challenges and all sorts of cool challenges that people were coming up with, how to run and, and stretch themselves while solo. And somewhere in the like May, April-ish, I'm like, I'm going to run an ultra. That was my design. I'm going to do this. I'm going to run an ultra. And I kind of figured out how to ramp up my mileage. And I was going to run an ultra for my birthday in July. And I totally skipped goal number three, focus on my strength foundation. And in like the few weeks leading up to the actual date of my birthday, I was like, oh, that stabbing pain in my right hip with every single step. That's because I forgot goal number three, focus on the strength (laughs) foundation. And so I basically kept training correctly. That's when I actually went through a solid appropriate recovery. I took the right amount of time off. I refocused and and really keyed in on strength and why I need the strength because I still had this goal of running an ultra marathon. And it took me six months to get there, but I did it on December 31st by making sure that I was staying on top of my strength training. So I had a hiccup in the middle, but then I got back on it. Yeah, but I think that it's important to note the way that you did it too, because I don't think, like you didn't rush it and you didn't force it nope. like you you trained for a while for it yeah you could have definitely run that sooner like no doubt you could have run that sooner yeah but then but there you, was cross-country season and, and there was no reason to try and rush it into there but that's the point the point is you actually like looked at your timeline you looked at your calendar in your real life and all of the obstacles along the way and they're not obstacles in the sense that they're going to prevent you from getting to your goals but these are obstacles that are important for you to note like coaching cross country and going back to school and teaching virtually and all of the craziness that you had to like figure out like you basically learned how to be a teacher again like you obviously know how to teach the material but with all the new technology and all the I mean so many obstacles along the way like that just drained you so much mentally, like psychologically and mentally and emotionally that like you just didn't have the ability to go out and just push really hard in a short time frame. No, no, there were, I mean, I could have tried to rush this thing and, and knock it out in September, but it just and you would have been, probably been injured or yeah, sick. 
Yeah, probably sick for a while yeah. is actually more likely and, and possibly injured a little bit. Um, but I knew that I could get it in if I just didn't try and compress the timeline. Yeah. If I stayed on top of the strength and didn't like, okay, well, the timeline's out that far, so I probably could let my strength slide a little bit and still get away with it. Like I stayed on top of strength training to make sure that, you know, my hips were strong enough the whole time to be able to run mm-hmm. as long as I was out there running. Right. Which was, was super key. Right. And I think that this is just a, a really important thing to point out because just because you have the goal and it doesn't happen like the first time that you want it to happen in the first timeline that you came up with in your head, like, oh, I'm going to run it on my birthday. Like, it didn't happen. It was an arbitrary date. It just, it seemed like it would be cool. And I'm like, given my mileage now, I bet I could get to 31 by my birthday. Yeah, and you could have. I, I like, worked it out 20- on a piece of paper. I'm like, I can do this. Yeah, you could have done it. But like, the thing is, it's not a bad thing to change the timeline sometimes. And I think that so many of us are sometimes afraid to change that timeline because again, we're going to see it as a failure or what am I going to think of myself or what are other people going to think of me if I change this timeline? And I would argue that they're going to think that you're pretty darn smart for doing it. No, no. The kids were super (laughs) disappointed. They were like, you're not my father anymore. Like (laughs) they were very upset that I didn't run an ultra on my birthday. Yeah, they definitely didn't hold up a finish line for you (laughs) and have cowbells um, out there. But like, that's the thing is like, sometimes we do need to reevaluate the timeline and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you have to abandon the goal. It just means you have to check along the way. Like Kevin had some pain that came up. Like that's not a smart thing to keep training through the same way that he was training. So he take took a step back. He didn't like you didn't rest, right? You just pulled your training load back and added in more strength and then appropriately built yourself back up. I I pulled back for like a week or two. I don't remember the details on this, but I pulled back, I think a week or two. And then I thought maybe I can still pull this off. And I was doing long run every other week and still trying to build and maybe get to it. And I hit June and I'm like, I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be able to run pain free for my birthday and I'm going to be able to run a long distance, but Mm -hmm. it would be stupid for me to run longer than what I did. What did I run on my birthday? 20? I think so. I think I ran 20. And well, no, this is, isn't that the day that you ran la- the laps of the neighborhood? Yeah. So, yeah. I you, did 20. Yeah, you did 20 miles because you did 40 laps, 40 half mile loops. Yeah. which was a lot of loops. A lot of loops. Um, but but I did it, and I could have done a lot more. I just would have ended up hurting, really hating the rest of my birthday. Yeah. So I didn't, mm-hmm. and I just I moved the timeline, and I still got what I wanted. I didn't race a marathon, but it turns out I ran an ultra marathon, and it opened well, up all sorts of new crazy thoughts for me. I mean, you ran you ran a marathon on Thanksgiving. Oh, I did, I did, but I didn't, or the day I didn't before, race it the day before Thanksgiving as like a casual training run. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just went out and ran. <laughs> <laughs> that that phone call. So I'm at like mile 21-ish, and my phone, because I, I run with my phone in my hand for safety purposes, um, and the phone starts ringing, and I look down, and Angie's calling me. I'm like, what the heck is she calling me? Like, what's going on? Like, you knew I was out running. What? This, okay, something's wrong. Something's wrong with the girls. Like, I've, the, the heads just start spiraling, and I was having an awesome run. Like I felt phenomenal. I was crushing it that day. I felt so comfortable at at the pace that I was going. So I pick up the phone. I'm like, Hey, and you were like, what are you doing? Where are you? Like, like I was supposed to be home. I'm like, um, I'm running. How how far are you running? Uh, I'm running a marathon. 
You were like, were you doing what? <laughs> I'm, I'm running a marathon. Yeah, I just like casually slip, slip that right in there. But, but yeah, so I mean, that's the thing. You know, I think that it's important to understand, like, you know, you did hit your goals. The timeline just looked a little bit different. For timeline the most looked part, a little bit different. And you consciously made the choice to abandon some of them in pursuit of another. Right. And I slipped on one of the goals. I and mean, one of my big goals was focused on Strength Foundation. And it will still be a goal for next year mm-hmm. is I think that will perpetually be on my goal list is to make sure that I'm keyed and focused on my strength foundation because that's always... So is that two days a week or three days a week? Two. Okay. And that's what our... But I think that's what the goal needs to be, right? Like if you have... You need to have a measurable goal so that you know whether or not you achieve it or not because it's like, you know, work on my... Focus on my strength foundation. What does that mean? No. The the goal is I will do my strength training twice per week. Yeah, because I, I had the vague notion of work on my strength foundation means do enough strength that I'm not hurt. Mm -hmm. But that's not a safe goal because that's really like, um, open the parachute once the ground gets too close. Like (laughs) that's a dangerous way. You might want to calculate that a little bit better. So after we evaluate 2020, is there anything else you want to say about your goals from 2020? No, I think I'm good. All right. So after you evaluate how 2020 went, then you can start to make new goals, right? For the new year. So you want to, make bigger goals like we said like you want to kind of have a a a larger goal that you're trying to work towards and then you want to break that down into smaller goals along the way and the smaller goals are nice because they are more digestible right like a lot of people can wrap their head like people can have a hard time thinking about the year as a whole but are able to kind of wrap their head around 30 days. Right, but your your 30-day goal should still be something that's going to stretch you. Like mm-hmm. just because it's a smaller goal doesn't mean that it should be like a checkbox kind of goal. Yeah. It should be like I'm going to accomplish all of these things in the month of January because I already do them. Look at me check off my my list. Like right. that's so not the goal here. It should be something that you're not already doing or that you're not doing consistently that you want to be doing and it's it you want to make it something that is going to change who you are right like Ooh, by, by doing it well it's it is but it isn't right but I know it's, but it's a key statement right like it, it's going to be something that changes who you are right so by doing this thing right for these 30 days so say it is your strength training right like if your your goal let's use that one i'm going to strength train twice per week every single week for the month of january like who you are at the end of January is someone that does their strength training consistently and also someone that has kept that promise to themselves. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you are now someone that keeps your word and keeps your commitment to yourself. So that opens you up for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's why I got an accountability partner real early on the uh, on the goal setting process. Is that me? No, it's our it's our oldest. Oh. Like I got my accountability that's right, partner. That's right. Like I, I made it, and I made it one of our kids. Because <laughs> as much as it's like you know, they're gonna love us as parents regardless. And you know, I made the joke of I didn't hit my ultra on on my on my birthday, and it was still fine. Like I told her, no, I'm gonna strength train twice a week. I said, which which day are we doing strength training? Like that's how I asked it. I put her in charge. Which days are strength training days? Mm-hmm. And she picked them for me. So. You know, I got home from school today and she's like, it's strength training day, dad. I'm like, oh. 
okay, we're going for it. That's awesome. Like, she's there and she's ready and she knows that she's going to help me achieve that goal. And it it helps her feel special and it makes me not want to let her down at all because she's helping me towards bigger goals. I love that. That's great. But yeah, I think that that's really important, right? Is having those bigger goals and then breaking it down into those smaller things because you're not going to change your life and nothing's going to change if you're not actually working towards them, right? Like you can make goals, but if you're not actually doing the work towards them and breaking those down into those measurably measurable action steps, right? Like you need to have something that you can measure so that it's extremely clear whether or not you did it or didn't it didn't do it, right? Like focus on strength foundation. How would anyone know if you actually did that or not, right? Right. Did I do strength training twice per per week? Yes or no? Like so that an outside observer could come into your life and look at the last 30 days and say, did he accomplish this goal? Like it needs to be something that someone else could see. Yeah, and I mean, the the issue with your goals being so big is it's tough to see if you are making that progress. Like if you like, you can see the smaller goals of strength train twice a week. Like you can see the check boxes, the bigger, broader goal. Like I strength train to get to other bigger goals, and it's tough to see the individual progress there. Like if my goal is say to I don't know, I, I don't I don't strength train to try and build on put on bulk, but let's say that like I'm trying to actually increase the size of my biceps. Like I want to gain muscle mass to me. Like there could be inches that I'm trying to put on. Mm-hmm. From one day to the next, you're not going to see that measurable gain. Right. Like that's the big long-term goal. You need the shorter-term goal that says I'm working out this day and this day, this day and this day. So you can see the, the immediate progress along the way. Right. And that's why I usually encourage people to set behavior-based goals instead of results and outcome-based goals, right? Because technically, like if you think about it, say you we put a race time out there, right? Sure. I want to run a sub-two-hour marathon, half marathon. Um, I want to run a sub-two-hour marathon. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Oh, we'd be millionaires probably. Or stupid painful, either way. (laughs) So say your goal is a sub-two-hour half marathon, right? You can do the things to get you there, right? You can do the training. You can make sure that your nutrition is on point, that you're getting the sleep, the recovery, right? All the pillars that we talk about inside our Real Life Runners Training Academy to, to set you up for that goal, right? But on race day, you're not actually in control of whether or not you hit that goal because all sorts of things can happen, right? Like you're, you could have a stomach issue. The wind might be crazy like it was on me the other day. Like the weather just might not cooperate. The race could get canceled. Like there's a lot of things that are outside of your control, but you're still in control of all of the effort and all of the training that you put in. So that would be more of the goal, right? Like that I'm going to train for a sub two hour marathon. I may or may not hit that on that day. That doesn't mean it's not possible, right? Like it's the same thing. Like a friend of mine um, wanted to hit a, a sub 50 10K. She was like 30 seconds off. Like yeah. that's not like she's achieved like that's achieved like she is capable of right. running that that time right. it just didn't happen yeah it just didn't happen that day right same thing with weight loss like if you have a goal to lose 10 pounds are you really in control of whether or not that weight comes off of you like you're not like you are in control of the behaviors that are, are going to achieve that like watching your portions eating making healthier food choices 
get making sure that you're getting enough water, making sure you're getting enough sleep, all you know, making sure that you're regulating your emotions because those have an effect on your weight loss, on your hormones, right? Like all of these things, right? So there are behaviors that you have control over, but you're not actually in control of whether or not those pounds come off. I, I like the one that your emotions have a little bit of control over over your eating habits. Yeah. You, you know what eating habit increased the most? There were two major habits that increased during 2020. For like all people? Yeah, okay. for like all people. Yeah. Eating at home. Okay. Obviously, because yes. you can't eat at a restaurant when the restaurants are closed. Right. And snacking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the sales of snack foods skyrocketed in 2020. I believe it, you know, because a lot of people then were working from home. Yep. And then the pantry is right there. Yep. Right. So Nonstop that, snacking. Yeah. I mean, that pantry is constantly calling for you, right? So for 2021, if your goal is weight loss, maybe snacking is what you need to key in on right for the first month like and that's a behavior right and like i'm not going to snack in between meals period like the end yeah right like that's the that's the kind of goal that you want to to look at is those behavior-based goals versus the outcome i like the behavior-based goals it's that's a real key important thing because then you become the person that that gets that result whether the result happens or not you know you've become that person it's why my pr times are still they annoy me but i've kind of come around to accepting them as my times Mm -hmm. because they're so close Mm -hmm. to what i want them to be that it doesn't make a huge difference it really doesn't it really doesn't make a big difference if i if i drop a minute or a few seconds over whatever distance right because ultimately it's not about the goal right because once once you achieve the goal there's just going to be another one to replace it like the (laughs) actual number on the clock the actual number on the scale the actual achievement of whatever goal it is that you set for yourself that is not the end goal the end goal is the person who you become in pursuit of that goal that's what it's all about like it is is not about actually achieving that thing it's who you become in the pursuit of that goal right which then opens up the door to achieving more things like if your goal is i want to be the kind of person who can break two hours and a half marathon that's going to take some time and dedication yeah. and focus and consistency and when you do that and suddenly you're like well okay now i did that i want to be a sub 155 well, you've already helped create that consistency and that focus mm-hmm. That's one of those things where it's like, okay, I still have to change a little bit because I need to figure out how to get faster. But look at this change in person that I've become. Mm -hmm. That's going to make that next goal even more uh, like a clear path of how to get towards that goal. Right, because then it's like at that point in time when you already know that you're that person, then it's just a matter of making tweaks along the way, right? Because then I, I am the person that knows that I can train, that can be consistent, that can run this kind of mileage. Now I just have to work, figure out where my weaknesses are, right? Like look back at that one. Like say you did run a race and you didn't hit that goal. What went well? What didn't go well? What do I need to work on? Like that's what goals and these checkpoints, like goal like races and all these things are checkpoints along the way to help expose our strengths and our weaknesses so that we know what areas we need to work on in order to improve moving forward. Yeah, fantastic. All right, so let's do a quick, we'll wrap this up pretty quickly here and look ahead for our goals for 2021 and keep ourselves on, put ourselves on the hook. Do you have goals yet for 2021? I'm still working on them. They are, they're, they are a work in progress. I will say though, one of my goals is to run the year in kilometers. Okay. Okay, because that will be a distance PR for the year for me. This year, um... I don't think I'm ready to commit to mileage yet. I'm just not that high mileage of a runner right now. Um, So in kilometers, that translates to 
1,253 miles. Okay, and what'd okay. you get this year? 1,234. Isn't that, isn't that cool? That's fun. I know. Um, so it's definitely doable. Okay, so that's not really a stretch goal for me, but <laughs> just kind of a fun thing along the way. That's a fun number. I got my birth year as my, my overall mileage. Nice. 1981. I think that that's what mine was in kilometers. I was like go. 1990 in yeah. kilometers this year. So I'm not very far. It's definitely an achievable goal because I look back um, and I there was just a couple months of the year where I didn't break 100 miles and this year. So that, that'll be another goal. I'm going to break 100 miles every month and I'm going to run at a minimum, the, the year in kilometers. Um, so I've got those two goals. And I'm still deciding, like, I'm going to kind of use January to get very clear on my goals this year. Um, I'm deciding if I want to run faster and focus on my mile PR um, and then maybe a half marathon PR or if I want to run further than I ever have before. And I'm not saying marathon yet, but... What's the longest distance you have run? I'm pretty sure I know the answer. 15 miles. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking like maybe I want to build up to like 18 or 20 so that like a marathon is more in the cards um, for maybe 2022. But like this year, again, I, I want to focus on the business a lot and, and really growing our business and growing the number of people that we're able to help. Like that's what really is inspiring me right now. And so my running is definitely important to me and, and my, I, my running allows me to do these other things, right? Yeah. I think that that's one of the things, the ways that I'm seeing my running. So I definitely want to challenge myself and create some goals that are going to push me out of my comfort zone in running. So my, my you know what? I might as well just say it. I'm gonna, I want to run my one mile PR this year. Um, one mile PR. My one mile PR, which is painful. Um, and then we'll see, you know, with races and stuff, I, I will definitely do another virtual half marathon this year um, and, and push it, like if, it, whether or not races come back. Um, I'll definitely do another half this year um, and try to definitely beat my virtual PR time. There you go. Yeah. I mean, if the side stitch doesn't show up, I feel like the weather cooperates Ugh, at all. That weather was brutal. <laughs> I mean, I had it. I just, you know, whatever. It is what it is. So, yeah. So, I'm going to run my highest mileage year ever. Okay. Run my one mile PR and run, I would say, at least three half marathons this year. Trying to improve my time each time. So it's just going to be a matter of whether or not it's virtual or in person. Were you actually like, I mean, not, not run pushing. 13, where you actually push. Yeah, I can run 13 miles, yes. you know, but where I'm actually run, like pushing myself. All right. So, I mean, you, you say you didn't have some structure to it and you just seem to have come up with all sorts of, of goals there. Created. Excellent. Yeah. That's, I'm on the hook. That seems a little more specific than where I, where I was at. I was going to try and, you know, kind of continue to, to follow along your thing of, of use the month and really sit down and try and figure out some more um, detail to the goals. we got to like practice what we preach. I, I understand that, but yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying is I want to make sure that I take the time to, to work out the details to the goals in a more... Um, measurable way, but not a number on the clock measurable, yeah. like a measurable behavior that I'm actually achieving. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like I said, like focus on strength foundation. Well, that wasn't exactly the best yeah. goal out there. Well, that was my thing with last year is like, I didn't push myself really at any point in time. Like I didn't race anything. Like no. I was very consistent. I did my speed workouts. Another thing I want to do is be consistent with tempo runs because I know that that's one of my areas of weakness. So I'm going to make sure that I've got plenty of tempo runs in my training plan and actually put, you know, a training plan onto the calendar. Like I think that's one area that I was lacking in last year as well. 
Gotcha. Um, I think that was actually your one of your unofficial goals last year was to sort of have a little less structure to your run. Yeah. I think if I remember correctly. Yeah. So you kind yeah, of I just wanted that... to main con- maintain consistency without having a, an official training plan. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're going to keep pushing yourself, the training plan is super helpful. So I I would like to continue to increase my distance. Not even actually increase, just kind of maintain where I am now because that will be a substantial increase in distance from last year Mm -hmm. where I just totally floated through January and February. If I could maintain, um, I run higher mileage than you. I like to keep it around 200 a month, which gets me some pretty solid mileage. I mean, shoot, 2,400 miles sounds like an awful lot. but a lot. I've... Two years ago, I ran almost 2,200 miles. Did so, you? Yeah, I ran like 2,160, I think, two years ago. Okay. This year, I ran 1,981. Mm-hmm. So I could get to that, um, I, especially since I want to continue focusing on on building the strength I need to boost the stamina to not just complete 31 miles, but conceivably push myself in like a race setting for some sort of distance. I've always got that marathon PR in the back of my head. You need, you, I think you need to chase that. If races come back, I don't think that I have a legit shot at my marathon PR in a solo setting. What if someone was like in a, on a bike in front of you? Sounds like a long, boring bike ride. <laughs> That's why after the, like the last couple of races that I've won, like I've gone up and made sure that I personally thanked the guy who was like the lead biker on those because yeah. that just sounds like a really dull job. Yeah. Like for a 5K, sure, but for a marathon, that's a long time to be biking out in front, like continuously looking over your shoulder to see, oh yeah, yep, he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Still there. So is your marathon PR going to be contingent upon whether or not races come back? Yes. Okay. So assuming that they don't, then what? Assuming that they don't, I will probably go more like this year and come up with more like ultra personal challenges. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I can push myself on that. Yeah. You know, I, I ring in the distance. Like the... I covered 31 miles. I did not push super, super hard because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to. Like, I, I wasn't sure what pushing for 31 actually felt like. Right. Like, well, I, now that you have a baseline, it's going to be easier for you to do that. Right. I, mean, so, I shouldn't say easier. No. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. No, it's not. It's certainly nothing, not going to be easy. There's nothing easy about running 31 miles. But trying to hone in my on my ability to hit a pace for that long of a distance, which I think will also help me race a marathon. Absolutely. So, um, like keying in on my push, pushing the pace in races that last longer than two hours, which is super key on strength and nutrition, which are like sub goals. I need to find some like ways to define those behaviors of strength and nutrition. Yeah. So maybe I'll work with you on those. Yeah. We should, we need to work on the specificity of these goals. So we're going to put you on the hook to come back. In like some one of our episodes in January. In a January episode, there will be some details to strength and nutrition. There will be some. They are key so that I can hit my other bigger goal Mm -hmm. of I want to be able to push for either marathon PR if it could if that's a possibility because there's a race that I could get into or some sort of ultra marathon push whether that's in a race or in a solo setting. I think that there will be marathons towards the end of the year this year. I think so too. That's my prediction. I think that they're going to start coming back. I mean, they already are. Like, we've got Fort Lauderdale come the half and full 
are both um, open in February. And yeah, I was going to say, I, I could chase a PR in uh, like a week and a half, yeah. a month. Yeah, <laughs> but that may or may not be the smartest thing. So No, that would not be the smartest <laughs> thing. There's no may or may not. I just would not. Would not. All right, so there we go. So we are on the hook. We want you guys to be on the hook too. So wherever you connect with us online, if you are in our Real Life Runners Tribe Facebook group or if you follow us on Instagram or on Facebook, send us a message and let us know what your goals are, your specific, measurable, action-oriented, behavior-oriented goals, okay? That's really what we want to work on. Like, yes, the SMART goals, right? SMART goals stands for specific, measurable, actionable, uh, results, no, realistic, Realistic. and time-oriented. So set SMART goals for yourself and share with us wherever you follow us on social. Um, Anything else you want to wrap up with? No, but right. on a side note, I should probably continue posting on my own social. Maybe that'll be a sub goal of I will post on a regular <laughs> basis on my Instagram. Yeah, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you must start doing that because we are posting some killer content over on Instagram. Um, you should lately. definitely follow Real Life yeah, Runners. And yeah. you should follow Angie because she posts all sorts of stuff. I am going to be consistent in the year 2021. <laughs> Instagram is going to be one of your goals. <laughs> I will post regularly. <laughs> all right. So anyway, guys, um, send us your goals. Let us know what you've got on tap for 2021. What is exciting for you? What's going to help keep you motivated um, towards those things? And uh, let us, you know, let us in because we love to share uh, your running running journey. And we love to repost your content on Instagram too and highlight you um, as our listeners and as other real life runners that are going out and trying to make yourself a better human being and make this world a better place through running. So as always, guys, thank you so much for joining us this has been the real life runners podcast episode number 178 now get out there and run your life hey if you enjoy listening to this podcast you have to come check out the real life runners training team it's our monthly coaching program where we take all of this material we apply it and we take it to the next level we teach you how to train your mind body and skills for true and lasting success in your running and your life We offer customized training plans, live coaching calls, and one-on-one coaching, along with our proven system to help you transform into the runner you want to be and achieve your goals. Come join our team over at realliferunners.com forward slash team and start to truly run your life. We'll see you there.